penetration, pushing an object through another object. Not a good enough reason to use that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Immature guys. Immature. So the guy from Breaking the Magician's Code was penetrating the Great Wall. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, what, that's what the trick was called. The penetration of the Great Wall. <laughs> Welcome back to the Bug and Rug podcast. As always, my name is Caitlin, and today I have with me Jack, <laughs> Jenna, and Sarah. And today we are bringing you a story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully, by the end of it, we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. And I'm very excited because I have new guests <laughs> and I tried to pin this on Gibbs on our last guest. So I was going to introduce him and you guys as like longtime listeners. <laughs> so I, I, I thought about that. Like, longtime listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, technically it counts for Jenna, Sarah. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, that's okay. It just I'm means just that now you at you. least have to listen to this episode. <laughs> no, I hate the sound of my voice. So I I'm do never, too. Never Honestly, when I edit, I speak the recording up so it's like 1.5 uh-huh. so we all sound like chipmunks like Alvin and the chipmunks when I edit so I don't have to hear my <laughs> although I've gotten used to it now because of this is what episode well, I don't have it written down 143 or something like that so I've kind of gotten used to it after a while and Dinah she's here but you know she may or may not come over um so today's episode is all about magic tricks I cannot perform any <laughs> magic <laughs> <laughs> So I guess my first question, uh, are you guys pseudo-experts that I can claim to have on my podcast when it comes to magic tricks? When I was a kid, I mail-ordered the <laughs> Breaking the Magician's Code VHS tape. Oh, yes. I actually have some things written about that <laughs> So, yeah. That is the only thing I know about magic. That's okay. I used to watch that, too, so I understand wholeheartedly. I had a kit oh my when God. I was in third grade this is so exciting yeah i could only do two tricks out of it i don't think i have it anymore (laughs) do you Um, need the kit to perform the tricks (laughs) can we can we have you together (laughs) i don't i don't remember how to do the one that i was good at okay the magic is in you (laughs) (laughs) we don't need the kit it was like all along it was was, but it was like one of those cups and balls like you put stack them exactly what i was picturing yeah, I that's that. exactly I'm sure it. She's got some cups. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could get some balls. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was, and there was one trick where you had like a, I think it was like a styrofoam cup or something, and you had to like poke a pencil through it, and uh-huh. water didn't come out of it or something uh-huh. like that. Okay. I don't know what it was, but I could never do it because uh-huh. we never had the cups. Oh, <laughs> and my mom wouldn't let me poke holes in cups <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, that's wasteful. <laughs> we can't do that. Yeah. You're like, but it's in the name of magic. <laughs> They're like, no, Jack. Been real awful quiet uh, over there. <laughs> I can do some card tricks, and then when I was really young, the Toys R Us had like a Mr. Mr. Magic. I, something maybe. It was something like Mr. Magic's Magical Kit. Yeah. And it had like five tricks and yeah. some of them. And it used to drive me nuts because they'd all be like super simple ones. It'd be like, here's a stack of cards, and they're all the eight of 
clubs. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, pick your card. Is it the eight of clubs? I knew it. How'd you do that? I can't perform any magic, so I don't get it. You, I, you perform, perform magic every day. day. Oh my god! Oh, you guys have to be guests every episode. Why don't you compliment me like this? <laughs> this is beautiful. See, this is why I like working with you, you guys. Perform magic. Then how do you explain this sparkle in your eye? <laughs> Not everyone would count that as impressive, though, unfortunately. <laughs> but I guess my next question really fast, because I just thought of it. If you could perform one magic trick flawlessly, what would it be? And I can go first, because stupidly enough, I think I'd want to do the one, you know how people like pull the really long like handkerchief rope out of That's their not, mouths? You could just go out of their mouth. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> else i'm a big baby i'd be too scared <laughs> to know which card you did <laughs> i'd be too, too scared nervous. i can't have any audience interaction or else i'd get stage right <laughs> just watch me pull start the choking <laughs> yeah they're like boo we thought it'd be a purple <laughs> handkerchief john's <laughs> no. feelings Oh, the there was like a TV show where it used to be a guy in like a mask and be like, "Oh, this is how you do the magic." That's what, is we're that what you're talking about. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so you would want to you would want to break the magician. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the only one I remember was when he walks through the Great Wall of China. Oh, I don't know this trick. I don't know this. Just one. like walk through stuff. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Yes. And- you gotta like put on the show, like no. you're going. No, it's, so it's so <laughs> solid. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Because if you could, if you could legit do it with like any wall, I guess it would be impressive. You'd just be like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna like head out for the night," and then you just like walk. <laughs> I know that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Like walking down the stairs behind. The <laughs> I'll take the escalator. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, perfect. Do you guys have a trick that you would want to? I mean, I think like. Like the pickpocketing type trick, oh, like you oh, still, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like take wallets just, and watches and just whatever. To just take so you to just want to take the things, things right. maybe, <laughs> perhaps. That way you have this skill; you don't even have to do it on stage. Yeah. <laughs> the world is a stage. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I don't like that this is an audio medium because you're missing on the great flourish. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. Maybe if I can get more listeners and I get rich and famous, mm-hmm. then I can get a video. <laughs> that won't happen because then I'd actually have to get ready for it. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Do you have a trick that you want to perform? Um, Are there too many to choose from? <laughs> if you pull a rabbit out of a hat, do you have to like supply their like what? <laughs> like you can supply your own money. Endless rabbits out of that. No, just like no, that's Anytime pretty good. You need a rabbit. That's pretty good. I like Other it. people's hats. Yeah. <laughs> just like a Kroger. <laughs> and here's a pet rabbit. And they're like, what? Oh, you have to take this as a lit up commitment. <laughs> I knew please you were ready. Whatever. Yeah, please, please. Oh my gosh. That would be pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. Maybe it's mm-hmm. like, maybe you're not like creating new rabbits. Maybe it's like when you pull one out of a hat, you're just, just like, like taking it from. Moving around. <laughs> <and recycling. laughs> There's some rabbit somewhere just like disappearing. Oh, <laughs> my family. 
Or just some little kid's pet. Oh no, that's so sad. Okay, that one's sad. We have to make a stipulation that it's only wild rabbits. Miles gets stuck in the hat. He would get stuck in every hat. Like a 10 gallon hat, Miles would get stuck in. Miles is the rabbit at the zoo for those of you who don't work at the zoo. Which is everybody. All right, all right. I'll start talking now um, according to my what I have written down. Um, so a little bit of history, a little bit of history. The phenomenon of magic is considered the power of influencing the course of events by using mysterious or supernatural forces. Ooh. Mm. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Uh, practices that are technically classified as magic, quote-unquote, can include divination, astrology, incantations, alchemy, sorcery, spirit mediation, and necromancy. However, the term magic is also used colloquially in Western popular culture to refer to acts of conjuring and sleight of hand for entertainment. That doesn't necessarily say whether it's supernatural forces or you're just tricking people. So I guess it could be either. Isn't alchemy just chemistry? Pretty much. Science is magic. Science is magic. I've seen um, one anime that has to do with alchemy. That's all I know about it. (laughs) (laughs) I only know that because it's in the title. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. (laughs) That's it. That's all I got. One time when I played uh, Dungeons and Dragons campaign, I played as a necromancer. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. I don't know. There you go. So there are images found on pyramids in Egypt that date back to 2700 BC that depict what people believe is the first magic trick which is the cups and balls magic trick which you talked about yeah so this this is yeah you are yeah you're going back to ancient times so this is believed to be the first magic trick now they found these things on the pyramids in egypt and they're assuming that's what it is um but they're not really sure if it's like the if that's exactly what it, I don't know. Some people don't think it's like the official. It didn't have like the Mr. Magic TM. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're like, we're just assuming that they're performing this magic trick. I don't have a picture of what it is on the pyramids, like what is shown. But in the trick itself and what should be de- depicted um, is a magician presents three empty cups and three small balls. The magician will appear to make the balls disappear and appear in random cups or become replaced with other objects while they move their cups and balls around the table. Um, the first official recording of this magic trick um, was with Roman magicians called the, now it's A-C-E-T-A-B-U-L-A-R-I-I. You lost me a while ago. Yeah, I can never do when people spell things. Um, so, astabulari? That sounds Aceta? right. That sounds magic. I don't know. It's all I got. Yeah, sure. That was chemistry. <laughs> oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. So, in these depictions, they're using small stones and vinegar cups to deceive their audience. And this was, a, like, the actual first picture. So, if it wasn't the Egyptians that started it, it were these people in okay. the Roman times. Although, people mostly think that the Egyptians started it. So, you said vinegar cups? Yes. Like- why I don't. Were they so specific? I don't know. Okay. I think the size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's magic. I think that they were just assuming that's what they were based on the picture. Okay. I don't know if it really mattered. Okay. Um. Because I, I now put a picture up on like our social media page, but it was 
It was kind of funny because it's like a guy with a table, obviously, and little like triangle cups and balls and stuff. And then the audience like very much looks right. like, what the f- is this guy doing? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. So while supernatural forces could be in motion during the performance of this illusion, many variations that you see today are sleight of hand tricks that are considered pretty basic in magic circles. Obviously, it was in your childhood. Um, it's Yeah, it's like the first one that people learn. Um, it's pretty easy. I actually have links to um, a couple websites where they show you how to do it. Or if you just like look it up on YouTube, there's a bunch of people oh, that yeah. are like, here's how you do it. Um, I didn't try it. Because I didn't want to disappoint myself. So. <laughs> uh, but it seemed pretty easy. So magic has come a long way and is now separated into eight categories, which I did not know. But there is levitation, which is making something float or appear to fly without aid. Penetration, pushing an object through another object. Not a good enough reason to use Wow, immature guys. <laughs> immature. So the guy from Breaking the Magician's Code was penetrating that great ball. <laughs> yes. that's, that's, what the, that's what the trick was called, the penetration of the great uh, A third type is prediction, predicting a future event or thought. Restoration, restoring an item that was previously damaged. Transformation, changing one item into another. Transportation, moving one object from one place to another. Appearance, making an object appear, or vanish, making an object disappear. So, you know, pretty basic um, descriptions, but pretty much every, you know, magic trick that you see can be placed in one of those eight categories. Except we, because I told Jack that we were kind of, I was going to do an episode on this, and who was it the one that I said, who locked himself in like a clear box and like didn't eat for 27 days or whatever? Chris Angel. Chris Angel. I couldn't remember if it was Chris Angel or David Blight. I don't think that that fits really into any of these categories, (laughs) but sure, we'll call it magic. (laughs) That's performance. Right. right. (laughs) They're like, it's magic. I'm like, I don't, I don't know about that one. So, Breaking the Magician's Code, Magic's Biggest Secrets Finally Revealed. It's the full title. I think that's too long, but that's fine. It was a television show that began airing in 1997, which I didn't know because I swear I watched this on TV. I did. Yeah, but, like... I was 10 years old. Yeah, I was like... I was like, maybe there there were reruns, actually, or they, like... But there were also, like... Not reruns, but they... Multiple, like... Uh, like additions of yeah it? yeah like, that's what i was gonna yeah, say they yeah, like yeah. brought it back so, like, for it like started in 97 mm-hmm. but like that probably yeah 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 that's very true that's very true um it captivated audiences by taking the mystery out of the magic tricks so the masked magician basically explained you know tricks from anywhere from how to pull a rabbit out of a hat to how to saw a woman in half escape the chinese water torture cell various other tasks um, walking through the Great Wall of China, China. <laughs> you know, etc., etc. Excuse me. You <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I got the official title wrong. I, I apologize. So there was also an Australian version too, I think. So anyway, there were a couple other... All of like, them upside down. Huh? Yes. Yes. <laughs> they, they explain yeah. how it's the toilet's flush. It's a version of Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> So throughout all of these episodes, all of the airing of this show, over 150 magic tricks were revealed, but there are still some that are tough to decipher how they are actually done. So there is one example that some websites give, um, David Copperfield's portal trick, which 
kind of seems similar, I guess, to the penetration of the Great Wall of China. So it seemingly has him going from on stage with a live audience to Hawaii, like he's in Hawaii, and he's holding items that the audience had gifted him. Like he like asks a kid to like sign a piece of paper, and then a lady to be like, oh, give me a pair of your earrings. That's creepy. I don't think that's what he said, but I something like that. Really I don't know. you were going to say underwear. <laughs> well, it really was did. something. <laughs> I didn't, I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch the whole thing. I skipped the part because I didn't think it was that important. And then basically he, a curtain goes up and then he is on, which he's on a screen, like a big screen mm. TV. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm in Hawaii. Like a green screen. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. Right. Oh. But like some people on the internet like explain how it could be done, but nobody really has, I guess, performed it to the extent and had people believe it as much as David Copperfield. Wasn't I saw the movie Prestige, The Prestige once. I, I don't know this movie. You Really? Really. I mean, I actually don't remember the bulk of it, but am I allowed to spoil it? Yeah, I'm just fine. Like, one of it was like, he, it was like that, like he mm-hmm. transported him. So it was like from box to box or whatever. And then The Prestige, the like big reveal was that he had an identical twin brother. Oh. And I was like, what the <laughs> that kind of ruins it, I guess. I mean, is the so magic like, that you had a twin all along? <laughs> <laughs> and you just never told anyone about it. Right, right. But, like, could he like, Does David Copperfield just, have just for this, <laughs> this one TV special in what, like, 95? They cloned him like they did Damn. the lamb, mm-hmm. and go. now he can perform magic tricks with his clone. That's what I would do with my clone make a lot of money. If I was ever cloned. Um, so there are some tricks that people go back and forth about. There's actually, which I didn't write this down, but I've, I've, um, Houdini performed a trick and for the longest time, nobody could either, nobody could recreate it because he got it patented, but basically he only had to have one person watch him do it, like, and him explain how to do it for him to get it patented. So he just had some guy do it who basically said, like, I'll never tell. And then for the longest time, like, nobody knew how to do it because, like, it was just Houdini and, like, this guy who basically hmm. helped him patent the trick. I don't know what trick it was. I know I'm leaving you guys on that. <laughs> I'll look it up later. But anyway, so that's just an interesting tidbit right there. So supernatural powers or not, some magic tricks can be extremely dangerous. I think nowadays we've gotten more into the extreme stuff. I mean, we've gone from cups and balls to starving yourself, starving yourself in a clear box. Am I? Did that actually happen? Or am I making no, that? No, you think you're right, but like, okay. again, it's not magic. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Isn't he also the one that puts needles in his eyes? Or am I crazy? Is that something? Uh, through uh, his arm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I think like I, I think I think I saw that on like a talk show, and yeah. he's like, I mean, it's not magic. I just know where to stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not my kind. Ha- hashtag not my <laughs> But that's anatomy. That's right? anatomy. Yeah, 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 yeah. established that science is magic. Yeah, that's true. That, so I guess that's technically penetration. It's a hundred percent penetration. I'm not sure. Not the So some can be dangerous, and some have even turned deadly. There's actually a lot of magic tricks. And the one that I actually know the most about, I did not put on here because it was really sad. And I knew if I was going to have guests on, I didn't want it to be really sad. So maybe I'll do a part two with that one. Um, but, um, so I'm just going to talk about a couple of examples of magic tricks going wrong. Does anybody have any questions, concerns before we get started? Was the sad one when they tried to saw a lady in half and she 
No, actually. I mean, do you want me to tell you? It was basically this guy who, um, well, he did a (laughs) trick before where he buried himself alive, like in a clear coffin, and he like did it. And then he... And he's like, got it. I can do... Th- I'm an expert at this now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he did it again, but he had... It's actually a pretty famous one if you look at him. But he had them bury him in with dirt and then pour concrete over top. But, like, they didn't do the measurements of, like, how much concrete, like, would... Yeah. Crush him? Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. Because what happened was, like, in the first one, he, like, the top of the box just, like... Would open so he could like open it and just like climb out, but it like crushed him before he could. Extra weight. Yeah. And it was really sad because he was doing it for like a charity event to like raise money for some organization. And they wouldn't pay the money because he didn't do the trick. No, that's so (laughs) good. I'm sure they did. But I didn't put that one in, and now I've already talked about it. (laughs) I thought that one was really sad. Um, That one was actually a more recent one. I think that was like in the 2000s. Um, Most of these ones are a little bit older, so. But yeah, you can look that one up. It's really sad. I actually saw, like, I think it on TV or not TV, but like YouTube or something like that. And uh, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> bringing the mood down. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, so <clears throat> the first person I'm going to talk about is Mariko Itakura. She was born in Arai, Arai, uh, Niigata, Japan. She was, in, she was born in Japan. Um, On June 29th, 1959, after a difficult start to life, she was sent to apprentice under a magician called Tenko Hikita in 1976. She was actually started out as like a, try to be a pop star, pop singer or something like that. And then basically her mom was like, hey, this position opened up under this magician. Here you go. (laughs) And she was like, okay. Um, She made her debut as a singer-magician under the stage name of Marie Azakazi in 1978. And then when Tenko Hikita died of heart disease on December 31st, 1979, she switched her focus and became Tenko Hikita II. Um, this stage persona debuted at Hotel New Otani in Tokyo on December 15th, 1980. So she uh, apprenticed under him for only like two years and then he died. And then they were basically like, 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 here you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, she was actually really good. So fans actually started calling her Princess Tenko due to her elaborate costumes, doll makeup, and incredible set design. So you can actually look her up on YouTube. Um, and I watched like some of her performances. It's like Broadway uh-huh. style, like jazz. People are dancing. She's got backup dancers that are also her assistants, you know, all these skimpy outfits. It's really good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, she became a very famous magician specializing in grand illusions, including um, cutting a man into four pieces and walking straight through a mirror excuse me penetrating <laughs> a mirror so she ended up being named 1989's magician of the year by the academy of magical arts in hollywood becoming mm. the first woman and the second asian person to win the title so obviously i had to put her in because go women girl power yeah girl power um, she became so famous that a cartoon was made based on her. It's called Tenko and the Guardians of the Magic. And a line of Mattel fashion dolls were also based on her character. So pretty cool. 
In my That's opinion. like Barbie level. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know how famous she necessarily was in America. Right, I mean, she right. was named Magician of the Year by Hollywood. But like in Japan, she was like... The shit. Yeah, basically. I was telling my parents about the story. And my mom was like, how do we not know about her? I'm like, were you keeping up with magic? When you were <laughs> you keeping up with Japanese, the mag- <laughs> Japanese magic scene? <laughs> I was like, she's pretty badass. But like, I mean, I don't think a lot of people here, like in America, were really keeping up with her. I don't know. Well, I guess. How old's David Copperfield? How old are, who are the old, not Penn and Teller. There's another. Isn't there an older... Uh, do you know what I'm talking Abbott about? Abbott Costello? No. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, no, Sigmund. Yes, and Freud or and whatever. Freud. Yeah. They're older, right? They were Sigmund probably around that time. Roy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, not Freud. Whatever. <laughs> Are they the ones with the tiger? Or yeah, is that yeah. Penn and Teller? Okay. Tigers. They're probably Penn about that. Penn and Teller the one talks, one doesn't. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um... But they might be the same. Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried. Oh we got it. Don't. <laughs> that's where the Freud came from. That's where the Freud came from. Listen, I'm not talking about them. They've never done a trick wrong in their so lives. No, I'm just kidding. You're the one who brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I've brought up a lot of things, and I don't have details about it, so I just spew nonsense until it makes sense. Um, so on July 24th, 2007, 59-year-old Princess Tenke was performing in the city of Sabe when disaster struck during her trick dubbed the Spike Illusion. I forgot that this was going to be about. Yeah. Yeah. I was just excited to hear about a cool magician. <laughs> well, hold on. This Okay. Well, no, no. I don't want to ruin it. Anyway, I don't want to ruin it. I told you guys it'd be sad if I text. <laughs> Uh, the audience was on the edge of their seats when Princess Tenko was placed inside of a locked box that had ten swords aimed directly at it. I have tried wholeheartedly to find, like, what this meant. Um, but I cannot find a video, probably for good reason, like, of this. Because mm, it's a snuff film. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so there's, like, a couple different, like, versions of, like, a similar trick. But basically, like, they're either in, like, the handcuffs are fake or, you know, the box can be opened up easily from the inside. Right. Um, So in practice, Princess Tenko was able to release herself from the confines of the box with only seconds to spare before the swords pierced through it, either by, you know, it's, again, fake locks or fake handcuffs and the box is fake obviously or she's just actually magical i don't know the prestige right right right, right. (laughs) this is the one that i don't know how it works um well she was unable to make her way out of the box this time for some reason um she wanted to like i guess keep the mystery involved because like still nobody really knows what happened yeah um princess tenka was still inside the box when the ten swords came plummeting inside she was struck with several the most severe breaking her ribs and another stabbing centimeters below her right eye but she survived. She actually continued on with the show for another 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Right? Before organizers, like, of the show basically convinced her to stop early. <laughs> and go to, like, like the, the hospital. Awesome yeah. <laughs> That's pretty, yeah. And the guests don't like Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, she's covered in blood. <laughs> we shoot a lot of refunds on that. People are crying in the audience. <laughs> Children are um, screaming. Right. And, like, I don't know how... Like, I, I can't find this performance, obviously, but, like, she may have, like, I don't know if people could tell or not, really, like, in the audience, 
Um, because at this point, I mean, you have to think, she's 59, so she's performing since she was 16. So she may have been able to, like, I mean, the one on her face, she is probably bleeding, but, like, (laughs) I don't know. Um, but she went to the hospital. She recovered after just a few months. I don't know how legit this is, but I found her website, Mm -hmm. and it said that she was still performing Grand Illusions as of March 2021. So I couldn't find any for this year, but, um, She died of COVID. I don't think so. I mean, her website doesn't say that. Her website has, like, updated stuff, just not, like, performances, schedules. So I think she's still alive. Or it could be, I mean, Tenko Hikita the third. third. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, But she's pretty cool. So I recommend everybody looking her up because I watched some of her stuff and it was pretty impressive. It reminded me a lot of, like, um, Moulin Rouge doesn't sound right, but kind of. I don't know if you guys have seen that, like, the... Glitz and the glamour and the vibe. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. Oh, she's coming to say her piece. (laughs) If we have a pet, another cat, can we name it Princess Tenko? I'm touching the cat. (laughs) She's She's damn it. Uh, yeah, I'm, she's a little bit greasy. Don't don't feel for that. But I, <laughs> I need to brush don't her. No, she's coming. Oh, okay. I was just watching you. No, she just she had a long sniff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So story number two. So, sawing an individual in half is probably one of the most performed magic tricks of all time, in my opinion, besides cups and balls. Um, I feel like that's the one you think of when you're like, I'm going to go see magic tricks. It's like, okay, somebody's going to get, sawed, get in sawed in half. Right. Like, what did you pay? Yeah, I, just, I want a refund. <laughs> did you say she sawed somebody in four pieces? Yeah, that was that's one of her tricks. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she was named Magician of the Year. <laughs> she was amazing. <laughs> So, a famous French magician, Jean-Eugene Robert Hoden. Jean-Eugene Robert Hoden. Yes. Jean-Eugene. Jean-Eugene. My grandma's name is Grandma Jean, so I always read that oh, as yeah. Jean. Yeah. So, but that makes sense, because he was French, so you're probably right. <laughs> so, he described such a trick in his 1858 memoir. He claimed a magician... He claimed... A magician named Torini performed the first version in front of Pope Pius VII in 1809. But others think that the trick can be traced back to ancient Egypt, just like the Cups and Balls trick. Um, Other people thought that he just wrote this down to basically brag... That he was, was the first say, person like, to like do it, even though people were like, he, did you he might have made it up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm not quite sure if he can be like attributed to like knowing of this like trick first. The first public performance of the sawing illusion was achieved by British magician P.T. Selbit on January 17th, 1921 at the Finsbury Park Empire Theatre in London. There have been variations since then, but the concept, you know, stays the same. An individual is placed inside what seems like an ordinary box, wink, wink, with only their head and or arms and or feet sticking out. There are a few different things that can happen from here. I have links to how to perform this trick. I don't recommend it. But <laughs> don't try this at home. Don't try this at home. You have to have special boxes to do this. So basically, in one version, the individual can... Like, they're laying flat, and their feet aren't sticking out, and then they just basically pull their legs up, mm-hmm. and they get sawed in half, 
but like they're they're like basically in the fetal position. So like there's nothing that the saw can hit. Um, so or or some performances have fake feet that stick out the end, but their legs, their real legs, are actually like up near their chest. Um, the second um, way to perform this is there's a trap door at the bottom of the interior of the box that allows the individual to hide their legs inside. So they're not necessarily laying flat. Their back is kind of on one level and then their legs go down. So when the saw goes into the box, it hits basically the, the wall right there before it hits the person's legs. Um, and there are actually, oh, the third version is that there are actually two people in a box and they're on separate sides. So that's the one when you see they saw it in half and then they're like, oh, and the feet are still wiggling and then the hands are still wiggling, but they're on separate sides. So uh, Princess Tenka must have had like four different people <laughs> in a box. Um, so those are a couple of different. Obviously, there's going to be many variations, but those are the general idea of like what happens. So in 1936, George uh, Lalonde walked on stage to perform one of the variations of the sawing illusion to an audience in Montreal. Now, I mean, this illusion was first performed in 1921, so he has about like 15, you know, it's been going around mm -hmm. for a while now. Um, however, he wasn't actually able to start the sawing part due to an audience member rushing the stage, grabbing a sword, and plunging it into the man's neck. <laughs> the assailant, Henry Howard, told police he, quote, couldn't bear to see a woman cut in two. <laughs> but it was, so he's okay. going to cut the guy in Exactly. Uh, so miraculously, Lalonde survived. A newspaper article that followed the attack read... Uh, George Lawn, circus magician who was stabbed in the back by a man who, quote, couldn't bear to see a woman cut in two, was recovering at St. Luke's Hospital today. The 28-year-old circus employee was brought to the hospital yesterday from Shawville, Quebec. Detectives questioned Lawn in the hospital and were told the following story. He had completed several conjuring tricks at the Shawville Theater Saturday night, he said, and was about to thrill his audience with the well-known trick of sawing a woman in two. The wooden box with the woman inside was placed on two chairs. He raised the saw in his right hand and was about to perform the trick when an enraged spectator leaped across the platform and stabbed him in the back of the neck with one of his own swords. The spectator, who had wished to rescue the victim, quote-unquote, from bisection and certain death, fled. Henry W. Howard, 51, was arrested later by police and brought here for questioning. <laughs> so that one's not really magic tricks gone wrong, but kind of it is. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. it, is. I, it didn't go right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a magic... I mean, I don't think I've ever seen magic in person. Like, I've never been to, like, a show. But I don't really know if there's a trick... That would make me <laughs> so angry that you'd stab yeah. somebody in the neck. Right, I don't know. I think the one where I mean, he's... if maybe he knew the woman who was going to that's me true. And didn't I feel like realize. If he knew her, well, he would know that she's done this before and yeah. has both pieces of her body connected. Maybe, well, maybe they just true. met. Oh, yeah, I don't know. They, and then they, he not a lot of background. Madly yeah, in love. fell madly in love. <laughs> Maybe it's not shit. I will not let it. Yeah, not let the evil magician. Maybe the magician called her up on stage and like whispered to her off to the side. Hey, here's what you're gonna do to not get cut in half. But she really was just like a random person. Mm -hmm. 
The only equivalent I can think of is like I've heard when people go to those magic mic shows and they get pulled up on stage, they'll like take the minor current really fast and be like, if you don't want us to touch you, you need to like say so right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise we're gonna touch the shit out. <laughs> exactly. Huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so magic trick gone wrong in a different sense, I guess. I don't know what's worse, like having your own trick fail or having an audience member kill you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it depends on if you survive or not. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because you can continue to do the magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. first, your pride is hurt, and the second, your body. Is hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You're like, it would have been the best, the best trick ever performed, except that guy stabbed me in the back. Uh-huh. There's some audience Literally. member like, eating yeah. like, oh my god, this is so real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really, they yeah, really yeah. went for it this time. <laughs> that really looks like a real sword in your neck. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a real spine sticking out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, How do they do it? How do they do it? <laughs> this is crazy authentic. Oh, I love it. So another famous magic trick was mastered by Harry Houdini himself. The Milk Can Escape was first performed by Houdini in 1901 after being secured in handcuffs or like, I don't know. It's like always like a lot of chains, but are those chains really doing anything? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Handcuffs, essentially. Houdini was closed inside a milk can that had been filled with water to the brim. Um, the audience watched in anticipation. Yes. How did they shrink him down? Oh, oh, oh. they're like um, like a big version of a milk can. You know the metal ones? My, my parents have one on their porch. Like the big one? Yes. Oh. But when you see these, it's like that times four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what is this? A milk can for ants? <laughs> needs to be at least... Three times that size. Yeah, when you watch this online, because I think you can actually see Houdini's or somebody perform well, just what how what Houdini did it. Um, they're like bigger versions mm-hmm. of milk cans, but I guess the shape. And it's supposed to close the same. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. This is actually on um which I don't think I wrote about it on here, but um one of my resources is the magician's code. They do this one. I'm gonna show you how to do it. Oh, okay. So um, I watched it. I learned. And now I could probably do it. No, just kidding. <laughs> I remember doing one where he was just like in a vet. But. That's, that's, yes, that is probably it. Mm-hmm. His looked a little not milk can-esque mm-hmm. to me. But, <laughs> but also. I think it still counts. Yeah, yeah, I think it's still a milk can. Um, the principle. <laughs> right, right, right. So the audience was supposed to hold their breath along with Houdini to see if they could I last as do, long. I don't go to a magic show and want to do over When you watch... Exactly. If you watch the Magician's Code one, the narrator's like, are you still holding your breath? And me watching it, typing notes, I'm like, no. Like, that's how he does it. No, I'm eating potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm entertained. I don't want to be a part of it. I'm going to a soccer match to like run around a field. <laughs> <laughs> so um so basically they're waiting for him to emerge uh promotions leading up to this trick to like him performing this trick houdini there were like big posters that basically were like failure means a drowning death he's gonna drown if he can't do it and it's him like in a milk can and they come, come see a man die <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy right? we will like, do nothing to save him <laughs> We promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ten cents. <laughs> Ten cents. That's it. Free peanuts. So Houdini, of course, never failed to escape 
the milk can prison. But no one could ever really, like, figure out how he did it. So he was, like, for a long time, one of the only people that did this trick. Although I think he pioneered, like, a lot of Mm -hmm. tricks. Um, Only after his death was it revealed in a book by Walter Gibson that no supernatural powers were really used in the performance. No. Well, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> I'm honestly just saying <laughs> as much as I can. <laughs> this section is gonna be beep. beep. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say in Morris code. <laughs> so <spell> out. <laughs> oh my god! One time I said it like four times in a row. Oh, I don't know a lot on the podcast, and my mom was on it. And she's like, "Your grandma is gonna listen." To this. I'm like, "My grandma doesn't listen to this podcast." I'm believing it she's out anyway. To this one I sent it to. Her. <laughs> play it for her specifically so basically the top of the milk can while nearly impossible to remove from the outside was actually quite easy to push out from the inside most magicians use similar milk cans i guess i told you she'd eventually come up and she likes to if you sit in one spot long enough she'll come she to you she'll eventually come to that yes. spot so the uh, Breaking Magician's Code, basically, they put a big lid on it and they, like, show them, like, screwing the lid oh, on. the dramatics of Right. It all. And, like, mm. it's fake. Like, the screws aren't real. So, like, <laughs> when they show it, it's just literally him lifting the lid off and, like, climbing yeah. out. Yeah. So, like, that's really it's how like all of them. It's, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, 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 yeah. And then they're, like, like, click, click. Lift a, a curtain or something. Yes. He's like, I still can't. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, and he so, just like sips the soda. Yeah. <laughs> and now when there's like a window, and the narrator's like, you can see him struggling, and he's like just moving his hands back and forth. And I'm like, I think he's okay. And then we're like, here's how it's really done, and it's literally just like fake handcuffs. So it's like he's struggling, yeah. and then he just like takes the handcuffs off, and then he opens the lid, and they're like, how do you do it? But it's behind a curtain, so they're like, how do you do right. it? crazy anyway they're all basically performed the same i think if we got a fake milk cane we could do it who volunteers dina. <laughs> no no dina. dina doesn't have milk no, she, she can't get the handcuffs off that was okay, they're not real. <laughs> but he didn't die from this he died from getting punched, punched in the stomach, stomach which was the best magic or know. or the you best magic trick. And it burst as a pen. So we're so all like UFC <laughs> fighters, magicians, because they just get punched in the stomach all day. Anyway, I'm going to bring the mood down uh, for another minute or two. I apologize. Gilbert Janesta, professionally known as Janesta the Wizard of Wonders, was an American escape artist and magician who started performing around 1890. He was inspired to try these amazing feats after witnessing a schoolhouse show in Foxburg, Pennsylvania. He went on to perform all over the country, using the milk can escape as one of his biggest tricks. It's kind of what he was like well known for. On November 9th, 1930, Janesta was captivating the audience in a vaudeville theater in Frankfort, Kentucky, when his milk can was brought on stage. He was handcuffed and placed inside the milk can that was filled to the brim with water, just like Houdini used to do it. So he's basically getting in, and as he's submerging, they're, like, pouring more and more water in. However, this would be Janesta's final performance. Unknowingly. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) Did he retire? (laughs) It went so well, he was like, this is it, guys. This is it for me. (laughs) 
Unknowingly, the milk can had been dropped in transit to his performance somewhere along the way, and no one had checked the equipment before the show opened, so they did not realize that the milk can was damaged enough that the secret escape hatch, like how you open it from the inside, was basically, like, broken. So when they put the lid on, he couldn't basically is like get the lid off again pretty sure somebody should have been fired for that yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't know Always who check was checking the, right exactly <laughs> so after an extended period of time which i was think i was wondering when things like this i'm like did, well, did nobody have a point, stopwatch and was yeah. like we should open was the there lid no, like safe words <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wasn't it like if he's not out in a minute we should just ruin yeah. the show i think it's fine there's like a window yeah i'm not getting out him dying <laughs> yeah somewhere in that window well if they didn't think to check the yeah check it before they're not gonna think to check it <laughs> check it during that's very true <laughs> so he was pulled from the milk can and taken to a nearby hospital but he basically just died as a result of the accident at the hospital and so just a little tidbit at the very end, done right, magic tricks can fill us with a sense of childlike wonderment. Just, just, just you know, make sure if you're going to perform magic tricks to, like, double check your equipment <laughs> before you perform it. High risk, high reward. Right. Childlike wonderment. Tra- traumatized by witnessing a death. Could you imagine the crowd? I don't know. Would it be different back then? Because you're probably like, well, you're... Wait, I mean, when did people it? stop... Um, 1930s when he died, but he was Before performing the since. Depression, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I think I, I think it was it was probably pretty right before, yeah. Well, I was just thinking like, I hadn't been fully jaded yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just gonna ask, which is probably a terrible. When was the last time like people had like public ex- executions? Because oh. like people went to that, right? And, like, right. And gladiator fights and stuff. Yeah. 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 So I mean, like, it's all we it's all we really wish for. Just to witness someone's death. Human society is just based on paying somebody to die. <laughs> to watch somebody to die. maybe die. To, I mean, to maybe. Say it's true. Trials. I mean, I get paid to die a little death every day. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not enough. Gladiators, which (laughs) trials? To be honest, any more professional sports? Pirates? Professional sports? Yeah. UFC? I mean, that's what UFC is. Like, Uh I don't watch that, so I think. I like the. I like the showmanship, I guess, of magicians more than just people punching each other. Less less flourishes in UFC. So that is the end of my story. Um, do you guys think that this story will keep you up at night? Or do you think you'll still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug? No, I'm all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every like, time. I'm fine, but you didn't ask me what my baseline was. <laughs> every episode I asked Jack that. And every episode he's like, I'm all right. I'm fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> the episodes have gotten progressively worse. <laughs> <laughs> this has become a goal of yours. I think okay. Torture, fine. Serial killers, fine. Winnie and I, when we used to do the I mean, we I used to do more death serial killers more. Um I don't know. It's magic's more fun. That's why I did this one instead. But usually, every time we're like, "Wow, it's a serial killer from like Montana," and we're not gonna go to Montana what are anytime the soon. So like, we're fine. We're fine. Anybody else? You'll be all right. 
as we were going through this, I was having flashbacks when I was in kindergarten. And Wait, what? The, the, <laughs> what was the... There was an officer who came around, and he was like a magician in Ohio, and he wrote a book, and essentially like, don't talk to strangers, like, yell, and whatever. And he had this whiteboard. I've showed you the video of the yeah, whiteboard. Yeah, I'm from West it Virginia, is, so I did not have it this. It is the scariest thing of all time it's a whiteboard puppet and it's supposed to be like a stranger and like you'll like you like draw on it and make it a nice face and it has this super deep like absolute insane voice at the guy because he did it and he, he sounded nice like he smoked like, I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> pretty much get in my van <laughs> and i was in kindergarten they sat obviously they sat us right in the front and our, Naturally. our entire class was in streaming <laughs> When I woke up in the middle of the night, the puppet was next to me. I'm trying to find... Did he do magic tricks? He did a couple, like, basic magic tricks, and he's like, oh, no, To get you warmed up, and he's like, and now for my next trick, and he pulled the whiteboard puppet out of the hat. My next trick that will make your childhood innocence disappear. (laughs) You get in the van. Oh, my God. Jetta, you think you'll be all right? I... As long as I don't run into any, like, milk cans I can fit inside, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to be fine. I guess but you just never just know. going to walk into, like, an old-timey corner store. And like, gonna yeah, yeah, there's going to be one. I'm going to get the run out. <laughs> for me. You, like, knock it over <laughs> and, like, run away. No! <laughs> I was warned about you! <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think I'll be okay, too, just for the simple fact that I don't really plan on becoming a magician anytime yeah. soon. yeah. I think I could have That's the personality for it, more, but... Oh, in 100%. <laughs> it depends on how good you are, though. I That's feel true, like, right? That's true. I think I could be a magician's assistant. Wear feathers in your hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. Flourish. High heels, <laughs> wear the outfits, and then just be like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. basically Vanna White. Yeah, like turn your legs up into it. <laughs> I will have to stretch first, but I think I could make it happen. I really do. And just make sure to check the lock. Yeah, right? <laughs> right, make sure, double check everything. Yeah, you're going to be the best damagician <laughs> this industry has ever seen. I literally will leave the house to go to work sometimes and be like, and check your lock. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> I also told, I told, this is nothing, I can cut this out, but I also told Corey, I was like, she's like, the washer and dryer, like, can we leave that on at night? And I was like, listen. I get paranoid that, like, my dryer at home is going to catch on fire. See, like, I never, I never have. And, like, anytime anyone's ever said that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm just like, I don't, this isn't funny, but I'm just like, you know, like, you Reward or whatever. <laughs> oh, it's true that I've never known yeah, anyone to, that it's yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I know. And then I'm like, the one time I leave it on, because I'll be like, oh, it's fine. And also, is going to be like, mm. and also that. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna do like an arson investigation like, we traced it back you <laughs> put the dryer on yeah. um, but like that dryer at fat hospital doesn't it have like that lint trap that you have to like keep water in or yes. it'll burn Listen, the place to the ground hold on we have the same one really never filled it with water really yes and then Corey I don't read... think technically it needs water water mm. yeah one of those the sign on like, the you better do it's it. like yeah. it helps yeah it the helps. sign on the door like the one that's printed off because she asked me about that she's like this is to keep water and i'm like you know what i did see super water in it a couple days ago but like i've never done that well there was one time I, she sent out an email and i was like i i didn't even know that the thing existed yeah well i thought when it caught on fire the one time it was like the lint trap inside like Wait, people hadn't cleaned it ca- out it has caught on fire before 
I don't know if it was like a legit fire, you know, but like there were some interns that were like, "This something's something's wrong," because there's a lint thing on the inside. If you don't clean it out, it just gets backed up. Yeah, with like lint. Right. So I think that was the part that. Not that this has anything to do with magic. I want to find out. <laughs> don't don't climb into the dryer. Well, while you were, we're waiting on you guys to Google things. Um, if you want to see photos, you can go to Facebook, just Bug and Rug, Instagram or Twitter, or at BIR Podcast. If you want to see any of my resources, bugandrug.podbean.com. There's a lot of videos on here of how to perform these tricks. Or these performance, not the two last Princess Tenko. So if you guys want to watch them, you can just Google them or go on there. Uh, if you guys want to watch them, just find it yourself. Just Google it. <laughs> just Google it. Princess Tenko, if you type in her name, like it's filled to the brim with like videos mm-hmm. of her. So um, the other two are older, so you really won't find anything. But the tricks themselves, you'll find people performing them all, all over the place. Um, and then what was the other last thing? Oh, if you want to email me, nobody really does. <laughs> BIRpockets at gmail.com. <laughs> there was a laundry dryer fire one day ago in Massachusetts. <laughs> so it does it happen. happen. It can happen. So check the lids of your milk cans and Mor- check your dryers. Moral of the episode for some reason. <laughs> How did we forget to that? I don't know, actually. I don't know. We never will because nobody's recording this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real magic. <laughs> All right. I guess that's the end. Do you guys have any comments, questions, concerns? Would you come back? Absolutely. 10 out of 10. Yes. Yes. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, stay as long as you want to hang out with her. She's, she doesn't care. <laughs> she just sits there on the couch until what time? Until it's like nine o'clock and, and then. She'll lose her mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until it's two in the morning and then she starts bouncing off the walls. You know what? She's usually, she's actually not, she usually sleeps with us the whole night. But last night, for whatever reason... She was attacking her tail at, like, midnight. Against the door. So you just hear, like, bam, 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 bam. I'm like, what do you do? You never do that. And you're like, butt out. It's between me and this one. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I got a problem. All right. Any last comments, questions, concerns about magic? I guess. <laughs> Change your mind on what tricks you would like to perform or not perform? You still going with the penetrating the green walls. <laughs> yeah, pe- I'm going to start penetrating walls. <laughs> as often as possible. Like <laughs> you gotta work your way up to you're the green wall. <laughs> you get arrested, you pervert. <laughs> That's called a glory hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, now my parents cannot listen to this episode. <laughs> Do you want to know, speaking of Locks. <laughs> Every time people go to the, in glory holes, you go to the penitentiary in Mordentown or not Mordentown, Moundsville. You're always every, like every time. You every go time there. the person turns around, you're like, and that's a glory hole, and you're like, all right, okay, thanks, man. Thanks to me. I, I will not touch that. Oh my god, it's one of those things, you know, where you go on like tours of prisons and they're like, and we're gonna lock you in the jail cell. It's like we're gonna lock you in the in the cell of the glory hall. Do what they, you will. They, they, we're gonna all turn our backs. I, I went in middle school, I went in high school, I went when I student taught. To the glory hall? To the to Well, the, well to yes, the, yes, to yes. The room. I just could not keep going back. <laughs> And, and every time the guy was like, "Oh, and this is, I don't know their names," and be like, 
and they they always hung out together. And if you guys can figure out why, and then and Ben and be like, "What are you talking about?" And be like, "All oh, right, there, that's a hole." And he's like, "Okay." You said that to middle schoolers. I didn't say it to middle schoolers. <laughs> he said so, that. <laughs> yeah, and he'd be like, "Oh, they they were yeah. really each other's dicks through a hole." And all. <laughs> all this is gonna be ble- it's just gonna be one long bee. <laughs> Oh my god. Good thing I rate my podcast explicit. <laughs> Not because of the death and the gruesome injuries, but because somehow we got talking about glory. <laughs> somehow it always ends up talking. <laughs> we always work our way back to sucking dicks through walls. Every every time I'm out, I don't know, conversation just goes that way. It's so weird. It's not a me problem. <laughs> All right, I'm ending it here because I I don't know where we're gonna go after this. <laughs> so thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, Signing off, yeah. Caitlin, Jack, Jenna, I'm Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.